Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. It is the 12th day of February 2021, the year of our Lord. Good morning and welcome to World Presence Live. We are your hosts. My name is Father Craig Hochalter, Principal of Trinity Junior High. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Father. Thanks a lot for the invitation to come and set up our studios at Trinity High School. Studio is in the school this morning in the Fisher Commons, uh, broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota. On a very cold day, I'm going to speak as little as possible because I think you, Mike, uh, I would I would assume, and I know my much of my beginning conversations with with people this week has been about the weather. So let's avoid that today on Friday. That's fine with let's me. Let's just focus on the guests, indeed, and indeed. let the cold be cold, and we're warm enough. Uh, have our cups of coffee, and we're ready to rock and roll. Indeed, the notes say a brief welcome, so I, I think that's as brief as it gets. I think we'll end. This show over to St. Joseph, Mike, and then uh, we'll begin knowing more about our wonderful guests this morning. Sounds good, Father. How does that sound? We appreciate... Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, it's the uh, year of uh, our Holy Father has proclaimed 2021 as the year of St. Joseph, and it couldn't come any time, any more timely. I, I completely agree, Mike, and I do hope, I know Real Presence will do, will, will offer their efforts, but I do hope that... Uh, the church as a whole, my prayer is that they, the church, she, and then parishes, dioceses, all of our apostolic efforts will do our best to give our attention to him. He has this beautiful charism or quality, maybe a trait of being kind of a hidden saint. Um, I want to make him as unhidden as possible because he is such, he's such an amazing man uh, taking care of the mother of God and raising um, God's son. So let's pray to him, Mike, and all those who are listening. Thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. Uh, your host, Father Craig Holkalter, principal at Trinity Junior High and High School, and Mike Kiedrowski, director of advancement for Real Presence Radio. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we Amen. quiet our hearts and give them to St. Joseph. Glorious Patriarch St. Joseph, whose power makes the impossible possible, come to my aid in these times of anguish and difficulty. Take under your protection the serious and troubling situations that I commend to you, that they may have a happy outcome. My beloved Father, all my trust is in you. Let it not be said that I invoked you in vain, and since you do everything with Jesus and Mary, show me that your goodness is as great as your power. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Joseph, pray, for, pray us. for us. We welcome as our first guest, Mike, this morning, Miss Catherine Cassidy. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? <laughs> we are well. Um, I was going to say we're cold, but that would have that would have broken my commitment to not talk about weather. So, Catherine, we get we get almost thirty minutes with you this morning. We're excited to hear all about 
you, your experience with none runs, what that exactly is, and offering some insight regarding that and the vocation to consecrated life uh, for our, our young women or women in general uh, in a really local way. So you can help Mike and I uh, in the effort not to speak about the bitter cold in North Dakota. <laughs> Okay, I'm in South Dakota, so it's still cold down here, but I, I will not. <laughs> okay, whatever Dakota, <laughs> north or south, you, you can help us. So, Catherine, in, in brief, tell us about yourself, where you're from, and what you do. <clears throat> so, like you said, my name is Catherine Cassidy. Um, I just graduated from O'Gorman High School in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, right now, I'm taking a gap year and working full-time at running and part-time at the Mustard Seed, which is the Catholic store in Sioux Falls. Excellent. Well, uh, congrats. So you're class of 2020, is that correct, of high school? Yep. You will forever be known as the COVID class, right, of, of this oh, great yeah. nation. Yeah, the COVID class at O'Gorman. Um, I know that that name's kind of running around the nation, uh, private or public education. Catherine, you... you um, Welcome to the show, and, and you and your classmates had an opportunity to go on a nun run. Uh, can you kind of teach us a little bit? Let's go into the classroom of, of Miss Cassidy. What, when go. we say nun run, what does that mean? So, excuse me, we went and kind of visited some convents in um, Nebraska and in South Dakota and Kansas, too. I about that one. But, yeah, we just went and kind of... Um, like lived life with them for a couple of days and learned about like their like what they do and how they live and their charism and just entered life with them. And how long was the run? So we were gone for about a week. I think. Yeah. It was like we left we were there through New Year's. Oh, okay, and this was of your senior year? Yes. Excellent. So, seniors in high school, you and a group of your classmates, how many went with you? Um, it was four girls. Four girls really total. Small. And then were you, you were led by chaperones. Who were the chaperones, Catherine? Yep. So, we had Father Joseph Fulton, um, Deacon Thomas Roush, Ira Thompson, and then Stephanie Roush. Excellent. Excellent. So, you had a group of chaperones. So, there was about seven or eight of you total. And tell us what, uh, if you can remember, it, over a year ago now, Catherine, but who, what convents did you visit? You, you said this, the names of, of the states, but what were the orders you visited? So we visited, we, visit, we visited the Little Sisters of the Lamb in Kansas City, and then the Sisters of Christ the King in Lincoln, Nebraska, and then we visited, we visited the Carmelites in Alexandria, South Dakota. Do, do, uh, I don't know if this is a very holy question, but I'm gonna. You can decline to answer. What was your favorite one? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really have a favorite. They were kind of all like different and unique in their own ways. I guess so. Like there's, it was very different. Like visiting each one of them. So like, I don't really think I can have a favorite. That's probably that's a really holy answer to an unholy question. I apologize for asking that. I, I, Catherine, I've been with groups of uh, young ladies either in high school or just thereafter when I was chaplain here at, at Trinity High School. I, um, I was able to go on a number of nun runs. Um, and people would ask me that question, and then I would judge them. I would say, why, why would you ask me that? That's a very difficult question, because you don't want to compare. Because all of them are given to the church for a particular reason, right? And, and perhaps we can dive into that either now or after the break. We'll take a short break here in a few minutes, Catherine. But what was your 
education like? What, was it mainly in the practical life of religious uh, religious women, or, or what was your experiences like in this? So you just kind of lived them, and, and there wasn't anything extraordinary? You just kind of dove into their daily lives of uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as a sister? Or did you get actual teaching on this is what it means to be a sister, and this is the charism, or a little bit of both? Um, yeah, we kind of just we got there and kind of just like dived in. So with the um, little sisters of the Lamb, they um, they beg for everything. They don't have like a steady income, and so like one day we didn't get to go begging with them, but we kind of like went for a walk with them, and we got to experience that and how like they like with their food, it's all like just given. Like they don't. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. It's all like donations. So. It was kind of like whatever showed up and whatever they had is what we ate. They didn't, like, have a meal plan for, like, the week. And, like, um, one way we really lived, like, their life uh, was they, like, didn't, like, when they, like, took a shower, they didn't, like, bathe in the shower. They, like, bathed in buckets. And then with the um, Sisters of Christ the King, it was, it was a little different. It was a lot more, like, um, learning about, like, being a sister and not, like, so much of, like, diving into their personal life, their, like, day-to-day life. We got to, um, like, bake cookies with them that they give to, like, their donors who, like, provide for them and stuff. Um, so, yeah, and then we, like, walked around and just got to see, and it was really fun because the Sisters of Christ the King come up to St. Lambert, which is my home parish mm. in Sioux Falls, and do sister camp every year. So it was, like, I already knew some of them, and I was really excited to see them. What, so that was what? Really cool. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, Catherine. What was it? What was your inspiration for joining? Can you kind of tell us of the origins? I want to go back to the nun one a little bit of, of the origins of it. How did that come about? Was it led by your pre-chaperone? Uh, was it was it uh, more grassroots by you and your your classmates? Or how did how did it come to be that you're going to take a group of of girls in your class and you're going to you know jump in a van or jump in a vehicle and you're going to you know drive hundreds of miles over the course of a week to visit these convents where did that initial idea come from i think it's kind of both um our chaperone had a had a garment fellowship was, was really cool is really cool um and so we like kind of all expe- expressed like oh like we kind of want to see what like their day-to-day life was and like just meet some more sisters and so he um is like knew the little sisters of the lamb quite well so it's kind of like okay and then i it was like i don't even know like a month like we went in like january end of december beginning of january and i want to say in like november or october like right at the beginning of advent he was like oh here's a form staffing surely consider coming on this nun run with me and all these other people and i was like okay cool sure that's a great way of going about it. What What is the chaplain's name at O'Gorman that you, Father Sean? Father Joseph Scholten. Joseph Scholten, Father Scholten. I just want to mm-hmm. make sure that he, he, if he's not tuning in, I'm sure some of his friends, supporters are, uh, he's cool, and he definitely is cool uh, in, in, in leading this initiative. I think it's so important, Catherine, uh, and we'll get to that after the break. We'll have a short break here in a few minutes, but I, I do want to hear your insight, you know, as, as just right out of high school, as a young woman trying to live the faith, the value this gives to uh, young girls and, and young ladies, young women in experiencing and seeing and tasting and smelling and, you know, being with sisters uh, rather than just reading about them in books. Uh, I do know that was for me as a priest, as a young priest, seeing them and working with them. We went uh, from Dickens, North Dakota, all the way to New York City 
uh, and back in, in Chicago, and, and we, we would hit four or five, six orders in, in a span of seven or eight days. And, and I do know just that lived experience goes so much because um, it, it's hard to get that lived experience with sisters nowadays, Catherine. And, and you know, you, you talked about it a little bit. Can you go dive in deeper? When Did you have that much respect for, for Father uh, for father, when he asked you about that, or have you been thinking about it for a while? What you said yes, and a lot of girls wouldn't say yes. Why did you say yes? Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking about it a little bit, and kind of just I guess intrigued too. Like in in Sioux Falls, like there's not a lot of sisters around that you see daily, I guess. And so it was kind of like, oh, I want to. They're pretty cool, and me and like one of my good friends, we were kind of just talking about sisters and stuff, and we were kind of like. Yeah, it'd be cool to meet some more and stuff. And so I was kind of like, here's an opportunity to go meet some sisters and like learn how like they live their life and what their daily life looks like. Good for you. Praise the Lord for for that. You know, Mike, it, I, th- I think that's the big thing is, um, but and maybe we'll dive in deeper, Catherine, if you're willing to be, you know, maybe a, perhaps just a, a crumb of vulnerability of, of what you think your future is like, but I think that's just the initial of just being open to that curiosity. You know, Mike, as uh, being 17, 18, 19 years old as a young lady, you had the culture of O'Gorman, uh, Catherine, but, you know, Mike, it is astonishing that you can say yes at such a young age. Oh, indeed. I, I uh, uh, want to congratulate and thank those girls for uh, looking into that. It's just giving them, uh, Catherine, it gave you a, a new perspective and a new outlook on what religious life was. And, uh, uh, what was the one thing you you couldn't wait to tell your friends about when you got home? What what uh, can you? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Obviously, we've been doing that all morning, but, <laughs> but that's our uh, job. Yeah, but uh, can you pinpoint uh, something that really excited you uh, that you brought back home? That's a hard question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were there are probably many many of them. Uh, you know, I'm just trying. To, uh, I'm trying to paint the picture that you just explained to us, and I'm I'm seeing these dedicated ladies that uh, are putting their faith uh, and their lives in in the hands of Christ uh, to serve Him, and uh, that had to be uh, awe-inspiring, Catherine. Don't you think? Yeah, it was, I think one of the really like I don't know like not interesting parts was um, when we were in with the Little Sisters of the Lamb in Kansas City and just seeing how many, like, how many young people, just young sisters there were, I guess, mm. and how, like, their founder is still alive, too. And, like, ah. I think she, she lives in, like, France and, like, just hearing, like, all the opportunities and experiences that they have, they, like, got, like, they went to France last year and, like, met their founder. Mm-hmm. Well, folk, folks, we're uh, uh, visiting with Catherine Cassidy. We need to take a break here. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski, and I'm here with uh, the Dean of Trinity Junior High and High School, Father Craig Holcalter. And uh, we'll be back with uh, more of Real Presence Live in just a moment. Uh, don't go away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present. And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life. So there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Want to know how you can help spread the word about Real Presence Radio? Real Presence Radio has just opened an online clothing store where you can purchase some cool RPR gear. Just click on our website, realpresenceradio.com store, and choose from 17 different items. Choices include jackets, pullovers, polo shirts, dress shirts, cardigans, and more. And 10% of each item you purchase comes back to Real Presence Radio. The store is only open until March 1st, so don't wait. Go to realpresenceradio.com store to make your purchases. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, everyone, uh, to Trinity High School in uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. We are here live in the Fisher Commons area. I'm Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Craig Hochalter, the Dean of Trinity Junior High and High School, and we are talking with Catherine Cassidy, who is recent, a recent graduate of O'Gorman High School from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, she went on uh, recently, on her senior year, she went on a nun run, and we've been talking with uh, Catherine uh, about her experience with the nun run, and uh, during the break, Father Hochalter, we were discussing your experiences with nun run runs and uh, discovered that in 2011 yeah you went on what you mentioned was your first one of these and uh, my daughter bethany was a senior in high school and she went on the trip with you yes yeah mike you have a good memory we um and, and Catherine, and if, uh, Mike gave you that good question. Maybe you had an opportunity to think about it more in terms of what you wanted to bring back and share with your family and friends from being on the Nun Run. I want to go back to you in that question, but I, something, if that question was posed to me, I think of, of the Nun Runs I was on, there's, there is a list, and I would have paused too, because Mike, Mike gave you a good question there. But we were able to visit a, a Little Sisters of the Poor home in Chicago, Illinois, which was our final destination. So we went from Dickinson, North Dakota to Chicago, Illinois. 
over the span of, like I said, of seven to eight days. We usually would tie it between Sunday Masses, so we'd have Sunday Mass together and depart, and then we'd come back on a Sunday and have Sunday Mass together. Well, we, our, our final stop was a Little Sisters of the Poor home in Chicago where we were able to meet uh, the cousin, the first cousin, so very close proximity to um, St. Uh, Edith Stein, Stein or St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, uh, the, the Carmelite uh, who was a convert from Judaism. And, and so speaking about this to our listeners on, on Real Presence Radio, uh, that's Catherine's, one of Catherine's favorite saints. What, what do you like about St. Saint, uh, Saint Teresa Benedict of the Cross or Edith Stein? Catherine, you, 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 you responded very, you know, in a very flattering way. What, how did you come to learn about her, and, and why do you like her so much? Um, so in my junior year of high school, we read a book um, in the, like, the little group I was part of about her. And I don't know, just how, how much she like, sacrificed to it and how she like, waited to like, convert to it like Catholicism because she knew it would like break her mom's heart and after that like she waited to enter like Carmelite because she knew it would break her mom's heart even more and just how she sacrificed like what she knew she was supposed to do for like the love of her mom and like for her mom's heart she's yeah she's an extraordinary pillar we have her as we hang up we we hang up saints in our school and she is hung up she's actually the front saint in our or one of our main east entrances uh, her face along with the description of her life i think she's she's a pillar i think not only for young women but women of all ages and and of course all of us i mean she's in heaven praying for all of us and she's really extraordinary and she's modern you know i mean she she lived i mean like i said her first cousin we visited her and uh you know she's 1800s 1900s so her her story is very recent to all of us. It's, that's a great connection, Mike. I'm glad you brought that up with your own daughter, Bethany, and that visit in 2011. Uh, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, indeed. And now uh, now Bethany is happily married and a mom. A recent mom. Yes. How about that? Congrats to you, Mike. Your yeah, recent. Yeah. That's grandchild number uh, seven. 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 Uh, seven under age six. <laughs> oh my gosh. So eight is coming, and they're still going to be all under age it, six. It, so. It's a good thing this is a radio show, because if we were on TV, you would see all of Mike's gray hair. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Mike I, earned, I earned every I one of I say that with affection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raising four children and, and now seven grandchildren. Congrats to you, Mike. Thank Catherine, you. Back, back to uh, the nun run. So talk to us about what was your... You, you were able to experience how different they are, which I think is a common misconception uh, for a lot of people, even of, of the Catholic faith, that they're very different and what they do in their daily lives. And you talked about Little Sisters of the Lamb. And if you, you know, compare those, I would know just from my own brief knowledge of that order to the Carmelites, the cloister Carmelites in Alexandria, very different days. Is that correct? What was, did you notice that? Was it something that stuck out or were you, was it more of an oversight? Were you surprised by that, that they're so different in their daily lives? I think I was a little surprised, but it wasn't just, it wasn't like a big, like, it wasn't a big surprise, but it was still like a surprise. And it was, in, like, when we visited the sisters in Alexandria, like, that, it was really different because we didn't, like, get to go in, like, into their monastery mm, with them, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, we had to sit in, like, almost like a little room in the back, and there was, like, grates, and they were, um, like, every, it was, like, two grates, but they weren't, like, the holes didn't line up, so you still, like, really couldn't see them, like, see the sisters. Whereas in, like, um, <clears throat> when we left, um, like, the l- Little Sisters of the Lamb, like, we were giving the sisters a hug and stuff, and 
saying how like we'd call them later or something and like how we how much we enjoyed it and so it was just like it was very different to like and even like with the um to Caesar Christ team like we were still like waving bye to them as like we drove off their property and stuff it was just very different to like like the goodbyes that we said to them and that would be the difference, Catherine, the difference you're calling upon, I think, which is good just for our listeners, just a little bit of catechesis here, a little bit of education. Uh, that'd be the difference between uh, what, what would be called, and there's different names for it, but you would have a contemplative order or an active order. And I know perhaps you can share more with, with that distinction. That's not entirely uh, a black and white line or a black solid line because there are more and more now, I think, you see these contemplative orders uh, more active so they spend considerable amounts of time in prayer mike and and catherine as you probably saw you know not as much prayer as a cloistered carmelite not all day but they would spend considerable amount of hours in prayer but then like the little sisters of the lamb or the sisters of life i'm thinking about or little sisters of the poor they would have serious apostolic duties of caring for unwed mothers or taking an ill or homeless uh, uh persons and so there's a little bit more of a crossover now, but there are the cloistered that don't come out of that cloister. They're in a convent, they're sacrificing, they're praying. They are in union with our Lord in prayer much of the day. And then others that are very outgoing, like um, the teaching order you're speaking of from Lincoln, uh, the Sisters of Christ the King who, who spend their days in schools. Is that correct, Catherine? They're, they're teachers by trade? Yep. Excellent. So, so tell us, after making this trip, Catherine, what are your what are your plans for the next year? You know, as you look through the rest of um, of this school year, you're taking a year off. Do you want to go to college next fall, or are you? How did this help your further discernment? Yeah, I kind of took I took the year off so I could save for college. College is really expensive, and so I'm kind of still just working and planning to go to college in the fall um, to study like theology and like youth discipleship and catechesis. And where do you plan to go to college? Is that decided, Catherine? Um, it is still not decided, but I'm kind of looking at either Benedictine in Kansas or you marry up in Bismarck. Wonderful. Wonderful. You know which one I'm partial to. <laughs> 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 both both are excellent schools, and I, I, I would, uh, of course, I can say in a very supportive way, I think both will, will nurture or would nurture a vocation, and, and if not that, certainly just a deepening of the Catholic faith in your life. Uh, Catherine, would you would you predicate that of your other classmates as well? Were you know was the tone kind of we just want to see what this is like, or were there different degrees of seriousness of interest and in possibly answering a call to the consecrated life uh, amongst your classmates? Yeah, I think it was kind of for all of us. Kind of <clears throat> excuse me, kind of just like let's go see what it's like, and yeah, it's kind of. Let's experience it for ourselves instead of like hearing about it. Well, Catherine, you uh, are an extraordinary young lady, and thank you for being on the show. We have a few minutes left. Um, I want to go back to what you mentioned earlier, and I think you referred to the Little Sisters of the Lamb. And uh, did you did you say they went out and asked folks for uh, uh, their meals? Is that what you explained? Yeah, so we we didn't get the opportunity to, but a lot of the others, like our chaperones, had like been down to down like down to experience life with them before, and yeah, they kind of just go like 
door to door asking if they have anything that they could like take back to like the convent and eat and like uh-huh. have meals and stuff. Uh huh. So, so they're uh, obviously they're they're known. Uh, I would think in the community. So, uh, did you uh, get a response or uh, any discussion about uh, uh, y- y- you know their success in doing this? Um, they say that usually they're pretty successful. Uh-huh. Um, so, like one of the chaperones went that we went with had been there before, and like she was saying how like when they went they weren't like they weren't very successful in getting that much food but like other times when other people have like gone they've gotten lots of food uh-huh uh-huh well what extraordinary faith my goodness uh and then you uh, you explained uh, you, you painted another picture here where you, you know they are are uh, such good stewards that they uh they actually uh, uh you, you mentioned take Took a bath uh, in, uh, in in buckets or uh, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's an extraordinary story, an extraordinary story, uh, Catherine. Uh, well, Father, this has been a, a great beginning of our mm-hmm. of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Cassidy, a recent graduate of Agorham High School in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, and. Uh, Catherine, uh, any final thoughts or reflections that you think our uh, our listeners should know? Um, I would just say if you're if not none on is if you have an opportunity to go on it, do it. Thank you for that, Catherine. You, you've been excellent. Please pray for us and good luck. Uh, God be with you the rest of this year and in, in, in raising your own money for college. I think that's very noble and. And uh, and we'll pray for you and for your discernment and your deepening of faith. Uh, you have a wonderful weekend and, and a good rest of your Friday, okay? Thanks, you too. Up next, uh, Real Presence listeners, we sit down with the 2021 champions of the State Know Your Faith competition. Uh, just last week, the Fargo-Shanley Deacons will be back with them after this short break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.